Hi, thanks for joining in to the Expressing Motherhood podcast. My name is Lindsay Cavett, and I am excited that you're here listening to our podcast. Expressing Motherhood is celebrating 10 years this year. You're about to listen to Jenny Miller. Jenny was in our recent Portland show in April, and Jenny actually connected to Expressing Motherhood via um, mommy talk performer Stacy Burrows. They connected online interesting story there. Jenny was a part of National Headlines when she commented on um, a wife of a political figure and the wife retaliated back at her pretty inappropriately. So all of a sudden CNN was calling Jenny and lots of uh, news people were calling up Jenny who is a mom in Oregon and um, asking her about what was happening. So Jenny got into the national spotlight and then Stacy caught wind of it and Stacy made a satirical song to go to go with what was happening. So that's how those two connected. Anyway, Jenny Miller is a mother of three boys. She lives and works near Portland, Oregon. She has no time for hobbies, but hopes to read age-appropriate books and sleep when her children are grown. When Miller is not managing the chaos at home, she is working in the healthcare industry. Expressing motherhood was her first foray into performing on stage. Unless you count her marginally successful high school and college debate year, she says. And so it was in 2017 when she appeared on CNN, MSNBC, and the Today Show, among other media outlets after she was the target of the Instagram rant that I was talking about. In her spare time, Jenny is writing a memoir with the working title, You Cannot Make This Shit Up. Jenny is a graduate of the University of Oregon. Thank you so much for tuning in. If you like the show, please subscribe and leave a review. And here's Jenny Miller in Expressing Motherhood. My name is Jenny, and I'm a mom of three boys. Welcome to my support group. (laughs) My boys are 17, 14, and 5. And yes, that last one was a straggler. I'm going to tell you the true story of how I ended up being outnumbered in my own home. After many years of being a single mom of two boys, I met my wonderful second and last husband (laughs) through the magic of eHarmony. He was only the second guy I agreed to meet, but don't judge. It's really easy, actually, when you put in the right filters to eHarmony. You exclude everyone who's anything like your (laughs) ex-husband. No one with the same first name. No engineers. No one with similar hobbies. I know, you're married to engineers. Um, and, And no guys with kids. I didn't want to be married to someone where I had to, A, be a stepmom, and B, try to be nice to his ex-wife when I was around the kids not that good a person. I, I, w- I was in my late 30s, so of course on our second date, we discussed our views on marriage and children. He said he might like to have one of his own, but if that didn't work out, he'd be fine. I said, good, because if you're just looking for a uterus, you should probably find a younger one. <laughs> he laughed and asked me out again, so I knew he was a keeper. We had a June wedding two years later. We soon decided we would try to get me pregnant. Sorry for that image. (laughs) The getting pregnant part turned out to be easy. Staying pregnant, not so much. Maybe the aging uterus joke was coming back to haunt me, but after three failed pregnancies, finally a healthy baby boy was on the way. I was 39 and a half. My first two sons were 8 and 11. When I finally started telling friends and family, it was clear they all thought I was completely insane. The people at work were the best. You're pregnant? How old are your kids? Some even asked what they really meant to ask, which was, aren't we the same age? (laughs) 
Yes, people, I was officially in the advanced maternal age category. Yes. <laughs> Telling the kids, you know those videos of gender reveals gone wrong where the toddler gets really upset because they wanted a baby sister instead of a brother or they didn't want a sibling at all? Telling the boys was a little bit like that. The oldest one had just taken fifth grade health. We, we used to call that sex ed, but kids are learning a lot more a lot sooner than we used to. The younger one, Nathan, was genuinely happy about the news. He said, maybe this brother will love me. The older one, Adam, was less enthusiastic. He gave me this look, and then he looked at his stepdad, and then he looked back at me, and he said, I can't believe you've done that three times. Gross. And he ran off to his room. Eventually, he recovered and got excited about becoming a big brother for a second time. I'm going to make sure this one is cool. I don't want him to turn out like that one. Kids can be jerks, but we all know that. According to my OB, Bud, my due date was December 12, 2012. Yes, 12, 12, 12. A lot of people ask the same question, so I'll answer it before you ask. No, we didn't do that on purpose. We were more concerned with having a viable pregnancy than a cool due date, but people get a little freaked out when you tell them that. I'm good at math, but planning sex around a date 38 weeks in the future really isn't my thing. So in early December, I went for a checkup with Bud, who had also delivered the first two boys via C-section and a VBAC, and I told him I was hoping for another VBAC. That was my whole birth plan, because it was the third kid. I expected Bud to be fine with that. You just turned 40, he said. No shit, Bud. <laughs> Thanks for rubbing it in. Bud smiled his knowing smile and said I should schedule a C-section for the week of my due date. He explained that for younger women, it was okay to go past dates, but when you get to my age, apparently that's an issue. I handled the news really well. I went home, and I cried, and I vomited, and I vomited while peeing my pants. <laughs> I know, it's a good picture. <laughs> As it turned out, there was an opening in the surgery schedule on 12-12-12, so we booked it. Bud showed up in my room around 11.30 in the morning while I was talking to the anesthesiologist. He looked all excited, which was not like Bud at all. Hey, Jen, the nurse out there just mentioned it'd be really cool if we could get him out of there at 12.12. What do you think? <laughs> Remember, it was 11.30. I said, I think it's a little late for that. I'm not even numb yet. He looked at the anesthesiologist with a grin, looked back at me and said, we do emergency C-sections faster than that all the time. It's no problem. I wasn't sure if that was reassuring or not, but I literally trusted this man with my baby's lives and mine, so I said, let's do it. So Matthew was born at 12.12 p.m. on 12.12.12, and we were in room 12. It's true. Some of you were there. Um, the news cameras showed up, the radio programs called, the big brothers were both over the moon. 
They repeatedly said it was the best thing that had ever happened to them. <laughs> I will never forget the first time the oldest one held him. Adam looked into Matthew's eyes and said, Hello, Mr. Twelve. I knew you would be cooler than that other kid. Mm-hmm. <laughs>